G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. It is Tuesday and the news headlines don't stop in the Middle East. So we're back today with some more breaking news out of Israel and more broadly the Middle East with Ron Ross. Ron, welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Hey, Ron, let's start with significant headlines, very significant. You could almost say disturbing. The defense minister in Israel has presented Israel's Iran attack guideline to the USA. What's this one about? Well, I think we should take it very seriously. Benny Gantz updated American officials that he has set a deadline for when the IDF will need to complete preparations for their attack on, on Iran. The Americans did not voice opposition to the Israeli preparations when presented with the date. A senior diplomatic source reported there was no veto, they said. The IDF has intensified planning for an attack. Last week, American sources revealed the U.S. and Gantz were expected to discuss joint military preparations, and a report said that the IDF was planning a massive mock strike aerial drill. Gantz met with Defence Secretary Lloyd Austin and Secretary of State Antony Blinken. The conversations focused mainly on Iran and its continued pursuit of nuclear capability. But some of the U.S. officials also brought up Israeli settlement activity and their concern that building in the West Bank will block a future two-state solution. Jerusalem consulted with Washington on two previous strikes on Iran, one in June against a facility producing centrifuges in Karaj and another on a missile production site outside Tehran. Well, challenging because it sounds like a plan for war and uh, warming up to it. Hey, Ron, let's move on. Some other headlines. In an historic first meeting, Israel's Prime Minister met the UAE Crown Prince in the United Arab Emirates. How does this one look? Yeah, Naftali Bennett and United Arab Emirates leader Crown Prince Abu Dhabi Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed on Monday met because and they became the first leaders of their respective countries to meet. We held deep, honest and significant conversations, Bennett said. We spoke about the relative strengths of our two countries and our goal is to broaden the connection so that there'll not only be peace between our leaders, but peace between our people. Bennett said he's very optimistic that the UAE-Israel relationship, established in August 2020, will set an example that will be followed throughout the region. Among the issues they discussed were private and public sector cooperation in research and development, technology, food security, climate, water, energy, health and tourism. They spent four hours together and surprisingly, the Crown Prince has accepted an invitation to visit Israel. Okay. Hey, Ron, let's come back to what seems to be something in common so far as uh, nuclear developments in the Middle East, where a new report suggests 
Iran is helping Syria develop a nuclear reactor. What's this one saying? I would suggest that this is one of the reasons that uh, Israel's quite urgent about the current situation with Iran. The report comes from the Saudi daily Okaz. Iran is helping finance and construct a nuclear reactor in Syria. Mohammed Bano, a former Syrian parliamentarian, is quoted as saying, Bano incidentally is fighting to unseat the Syrian president, Bashar al-Assad. Israel is widely believed to have bombed Syria's fledgling Al-Qaeda nuclear development site in 2007. But according to numerous political enemies of al-Assad, the bombing didn't completely put a damper on Syria's plans to develop its nuclear program. Despite refusing to publicly admit that the country has nuclear ambitions, Syria has consistently tried to advance its nuclear development program. Watchdog group The Nuclear Threat Initiative reports that Syria has sought nuclear technical assistance from countries including China, Russia, Iran and North Korea. Ron, one on the local political scene in Israel. Uh, Of course, there was a change in political leadership uh, earlier this year. Nearly twice as many Israelis prefer Benjamin Netanyahu as Prime Minister over the current PM, Naftali Bennett. Yeah, the uh, ex-Prime Minister won't go away, will he? (laughs) 45% of respondents to the Channel 12 poll said they would like Netanyahu to be Prime Minister, while only 25% preferred Bennett. The Bennett-Lapid government, which has a premiership-sharing deal, has so far avoided major scandal for the six months it's been in power, despite comprising right-wing, centrist and leftist parties. Yet, Israelis still prefer Netanyahu, who was unable to cobble together a coalition following the last election. But more recently, Netanyahu has also made a request for his security detail to be continued. He said last Friday he plans to file a police complaint over alleged threats he recently received as the high-level protection of his family members is set to expire next week. Do not abandon the security of my wife and children, he pleaded in social media. The state-provided protection of his family is due to end on Monday six months after he was voted out of office as Prime Minister. Well, let's touch on a little more light-hearted story. In fact, the challenge here, Ron Ross, might be for you to keep a straight face while you tell us this uh, next headline uh, where you say, wait for it, dozens of camels were disqualified from a Saudi beauty pageant for Botox abuse. <laughs> What's this one about? Organise of a Camel beauty pageant taking place near Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. This week disqualified at least 43 participants for altering their camel contestants' appearances in various ways, including Botox into their lips. Other methods of manipulation, including using rubber bands to distort body parts and using gel implants, according to Al Arabia. The stakes are high, as competition winners can take home a total of 66 million US dollars in prize money, and private sales can fetch millions of dollars more. Saudi Arabia's Camel Club 
organised this year's Camel Festival, which launched on December the 1st. The event's organisers told the state-run Saudi press there's a high number of violators found and evidence of the camel's strength and strictness is combating efforts to cheat during the competition. So, I think if you're thinking of Christmas presents, a camel needs Botox. (laughs) That's not a trout pout. It's a camel pout. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I can hardly wait for the swimsuit competition, Ron. All right. <laughs> Ron Ross, always appreciate your updates on breaking news out of Israel and the Middle East. Uh, thanks so much. We'll catch up again soon. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, mate. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.